One of the more difficult tasks with today's connected enterprise is knowing where data resides. How far does a firm's internet surface stretch and who are the custodians of that data? Recent research from Risk Recon and the Scientia Institute aims to quantify that risk surface of today's enterprise in a report titled Internet Risk Surface Report, Exposure in a Hyperconnected World. Hello, I'm Nick Holland with ISMG. Today I'm joined by Kelly White, founder and CEO of Risk Recon, and Wade Baker, co-founder of the Scientia Institute, to discuss the findings. So, first of all, hello, gentlemen. Hello, Nick. Hey, Nick. So let's let's get into kind of the nuts and bolts of the report itself. So I think in the first question, why this report? I mean, what was the genesis of, of the report? Yeah, uh, Nick, Wade and I are longtime security practitioners, actually even working together, you know, way back in the early 2000s and earlier than that. And the organizations have gone through a dramatic change about how they operate and implement their computing infrastructure on which they run their business platforms. In the 90s and early 2000s, that was almost 100% centered on your own internal environment, your own data center, your own network, and it was all administered by your own uh, personnel. That's changed very fast in the last 10, 12 years from being primarily internally hosted to now largely organizations are hosting external with external providers. So you got this democratization of IT that's been brought about by virtualization and cloud computing and the rise of software as a service providers. And what's happened in that is that the compute platform that the business runs on, whether it's manufacturing, marketing, legal, HR, finance, data analytics, you know, you name it, it's um, fragmented out to a wide range of service providers and hosting providers. And in our engagement in the industry, we've observed that you know, while organizations are concentrating their efforts still on, on you know, what's going on inside their own environment, their own network and so forth, um, they're still lagging in understanding that larger risk surface that involves all of their, uh, you know, their larger organization, um, the hosting providers and the service providers. And it compelled us to really dive into this objectively using data that Risk Recon collects to understand, you know, what is the expanse of an organization? And where is value at risk going? You know, where, do, where does it exist? And how expansive is that sprawl? And thus the motivation for the study to kind of shed light on this area, raise awareness of the importance, you know, of the expanse of the sprawl of business compute platforms and, um, you know, draw attention to that. So wait, maybe I'll pass this over to you then. So what was the methodology? So as Kelly just mentioned, uh, we, we pulled in a lot of uh, data that, that Risk Recon is connecting, um, you know, across the internet. And we had tens of thousands of organizations where we could look at their um, IP space and hosts associated with them and their domain uh, infrastructure and just all of these all of these things. And of course, if you if you think about the, the modern organization, uh, as we were just talking about, it's spread all over the place. So pulling all of, all of this in, um, we began to analyze it and crunch this data. And we had several questions that we, we wanted to answer. Uh, using this data, and you know, there's things about well, how 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 big is this surface? You know, how how do we define the size of 
the internet surface or, or risk surface? What are its dimensions? Uh, and you know, trying to bubble those things up to the surface so that we could get some some notion of what's going on here. And that's you know, it, it was a lot of data analysis. Took quite a long time, honestly. And <laughs> um, the uh, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, the methodology was just crunching through massive volumes of data to put together uh, these these views of the risk surface. Well, that, I mean, that that brings on an interesting point, which is, I mean, we, in in terms of quantifying the risk surface, you have to define the risk surface. So yeah. um, how do you define a risk surface? Um, yeah, so risk surface, Nick, is anywhere an organization's ability to operate, reputation, assets, legal obligations, or regulatory compliance is at risk. That's the long definition. You know, can you fulfill your risk management obligations across those dimensions? The short definition is your risk surface is anywhere you have value at risk. And that's very much nowadays beyond what's going on inside your internal organization. It involves third parties that you're hosting with or that are providing software as a service or otherwise. It can even involve fourth parties. You know, what are the implications of a data center of AWS and Ireland going down, even if you don't directly have a relationship with AWS? This larger risk surface, um, is again what we define as anywhere you have value at risk and that necessitates particularly nowadays a much more expansive view than what traditionally organizations really consider and manage i i, I was going to to add to that you know when uh, we first spoke with Kelly and, and, and Risk Recon about this, you know, they had this notion of risk surface, which I, I find very attractive. From the data, we began to try to figure out, okay, well, what, what aspects of that surface can we measure and really dig into? And, and we identified several discrete measures to, and, and it forms the structure of this report. You know, the, the number of hosts kind of gives you a size of that surface. How many machines, devices, et cetera, does the organization have? The number of providers, external third-party providers that they work with, you know, whether that's cloud or it could be domain hosting, I mean, anything. The geographies or countries that that organization has a presence in is part of that risk surface. You know, are you, are you one country, you know, you only do, do have assets in your, in your, uh, on your own soil or are you spread out globally? The value of those assets is another very important measure of the risk surface because, you know, if you think there are some assets that are incredibly sensitive, very critical to the organization and others not so much. And then, then the, the, the last measure that we included in, in this of the risk surface are the security findings or vulnerabilities or exposures uh, in that surface. Uh, so, you know, are, does it look like they're doing a pretty good job with cyber hygiene and, and, and those other kinds of things, or are there, are there problems there? And so, so the idea is that as this surface spreads out, if you're not doing a good job to take care of it, you're opening yourself up more and more and more. And, you know, that's the fascinating part about uh, what we're able to look at here. So let's get into some of the meat of the findings then. So what were some of the, the key findings that you came away with? What surprised you when you got the data? Well, as you as you look at, it, I'll, I'll I'll throw out a few, and Wade, I'm sure you'll you'll pepper in some. For example, 27% uh, of firms host systems that are internet facing with at least 10 external hosting providers. So they're operating relationships just for their hosting of internet facing systems with 10 different hosting providers. 27%. Uh, 
Now, the larger a firm gets in terms of revenue, the more external hosting providers they are engaged with. So firms with less than a million dollars in revenue, for example, on average have three external hosting providers. When you get to 100 billion or more, those firms have on average 24 different hosting providers. So they have to manage their risk surface across 24 different hosting providers. And what they're, what they're hosting with those companies across the board is very much are high value assets. It's not just you know brochureware sites or email systems that are being hosted, but also systems that are collecting sensitive data. 84% of firms are hosting one or more high value assets with a third party hosting provider, systems that are collecting and storing and processing sensitive data. Was that a surprise to you, Kelly? Well, the fragmentation of hosting um, I think is a bit of a surprise. Um, and the, the degree to which uh, companies are hosting high value assets externally, yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, a lot of organizations make the assumption that, oh, you know, anything sensitive we're going to do in-house, at least in certain industries. But our data shows that's not the case. So, I mean, clearly your purview based on the data that you're collecting here is, is global. Were there any findings that were interesting on a regional level or a country level? Yeah, so from a from a global perspective, I, I think it ends up, it's really interesting. There's some geopolitical uh, dimensions that really call out. Um, so first of all, you look at uh, the geographic diversity of hosting and firms in Western Europe, for example, on average host systems in seven different countries. Whereas you look at North America, your average North American firm hosts systems in three different countries. And in Central Asia, it's less than two. So you, you, you look at just the geopolitical dimension that the data reveals and you see some countries' corporations are hosting systems in a vast array of different regions across the world. Whereas others like North America have very much centralized their hosting within their own country. Yeah, the other, the other angle was on, there's really uh, strong and interesting data around the rates of software vulnerability uh, by, by region. So- I think you, you mentioned that as you move from west to east, it becomes a lot harder yeah. in terms of that vulnerability rate. What, what's, what's behind that finding? Well, so from a data perspective, again, from looking at the, the global view, Eastern Asian countries, in Eastern Asian countries, five and a half percent of their hosts have high or critical severity issues, their internet facing systems. Now on the bottom end, North America, 1.5% of the internet facing systems of companies have higher critical severity issues. So you get this very, this huge gap, 5.5% in Eastern Asia, have higher critical severity issues, North America 1.5%. And there's a concentration in you know, Northern Europe, Western Europe, Western Asia, North America, all less than 2% issue rate. And as you move further east, uh, higher, higher critical severity rates of higher critical severity findings. 
So we have obviously, I mean, some pretty interesting findings here. You know, obviously we're talking about things like, you know, clearly the, well, I mean, an organization's internet service is probably a lot larger and more complex than they thought it was. And there's a great deal of high value assets being placed into third party environments that are maybe not necessarily safe. So, I mean, in summary, what would be kind of the, the key steps that you would advise organizations to take to, to mitigate some so I'll I'll uh I'll say first of all that you know I I find all of this not only fascinating from a from a research perspective but this is I, I've seen this thread running through for years and years of, of research and and Kelly mentioned at the beginning that he and I have worked together in the past well we did a study a long time ago. I can't remember if it was with True Secure or CyberTrust, some former company, where we looked at uh, partner relationships. And you know, I found through a survey this uh, connection between the the more tightly you integrate with a third party, the higher the likelihood of of reporting some kind of event. Now, this was way back in the day, so it was mainly worms and other propagating type events, like we worried about in the blaster and slammer type NIMDA days. Right. So so that intrigued me back then. Um, I spent some time with Verizon and did the data breach investigations report series there. Um, and this popped up again when we found out that every every year, about a third of incidents in some way tied to partners, whether that partner directly and intentionally maliciously carried out the uh, attack to steal information or it, you know, they made some mistake that um, they were the vector of the attack, or you know, in some way contributed um, to it. About a third. Um, so, you know, coming back full circle to be able to study uh, these exposures globally in this light has been really cool, and I enjoy it. Look forward to to doing more. You know, when I think about all that I've learned <laughs> over over studying lots of different incidents and aspects related to this problem. You know, it's it's a, a challenge. Um, as Kelly mentioned, this has been uh, expanding over the course of time. I almost feel like organizations are chasing this this train that has left the station. Right. <laughs> right. You've the third party uh, ship has sailed and and we're, we're constantly chasing it. So that's a that's a problem. But I, I think any time that you can recognize that you don't control all of your data and systems, uh, what exactly does that mean in terms of how you manage that, you know, visibility into where those are and what state they're actually in and knowing that who is taking care of them. And, and you know, if, if that has to be contractually with a third party, then, OK, you've got, you've got to do that. But the worst, absolute worst is just to assume that, you know, everything's all right, just to assume that you've got your arms around your perimeter and therefore all of your critical assets are protected is absolutely 100% false. You know, there's far more of you hanging out there on the internet than you probably realize. And I've always said step one is just accept that fact and, and move on from there. Kelly, what about yourself? I mean, obviously a lot of fascinating findings in this research. What what should security practitioners be doing based on the finding? Yeah, uh, p- picking up where Wade left off, Organizations really need to uh, look in the mirror and do some self-reflection and ask themselves, do we really understand our whole cybersecurity risk surface? Yes or no? And why? 
is the C is your CMDB just populated with internal systems, or do you have a good methodology for discovering and cataloging your third-party systems and dependencies? And it's from there that you can begin to manage. What the data shows is number one that organizations risk surfaces very expansive spanning the globe different geopolitical uh, realms as well as tens and in some case in some cases hundreds of external hosting providers the other part of the data is that um, organizations are not doing as well managing the externally hosted systems as they are managing their internally hosted systems and there's value at risk in both places. You can't assume that your value at risk is centered around what's going on inside your own enterprise. The data shows that that high value at risk is everywhere and that it's not being properly managed. I'd start with, as Wade said, understanding that larger risk surface. What is your methodology for maintaining awareness of that larger risk surface? Where exactly is your value at risk? And from there, you can then begin uh, managing that actively. Again, like I said, fascinating piece of research there. So uh, thank you for putting that together. So that's uh, that was Kelly White of Risk Recon and Wade Baker from the Scientia Institute. And for Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.